This is nothing but controversy. What's up, guys, and welcome to a brand new episode of More Controversy, presented by the Nothing But Controversy podcast. And today we have a very, very special guest. He is a 25-year-old professional boxer, fighting out of super bantamweight level, which is, I believe, 122 pounds. That's twice. Yeah, he's fighting out of Staffordshire, United Kingdom. Currently has a record of 8-0 with two knockouts. Yes, sir. Fighting 2018. His last fight coming in March of this year uh, by knockout uh, against Lewis Norman. Uh, just a man called Shabazz Maverick Masood. <laughs> so just to start, thanks for joining us again. We really appreciate it. No, um, anytime, guys. Anytime. Yeah, for awesome. sure. For sure. Um, we like to like, ask all of the people we have on, just to start by maybe telling us about your journey uh, through life and your journey journey of boxing, like growing up all the way until maybe your last knockout victory to maybe what's next? Yeah, it's just, uh, I was a young lad that just got into boxing. My father used to box, you see. So when I was like three, four years old, I just went to the gym with him and I've just, ever since, I just fell in love with the game. But um, it was one of them, I had a lot of, there's a lot of ups and downs in boxing and in life itself. So I was all this training, all this training, and uh, I even had three years off from boxing where I was just training. I didn't fight for three years. I was moving cities and stuff. And then obviously, when you're a young lad, you, you get into mischief, this and that. So I was uh, on and off. And then as soon as I got older, I knew like this is the one thing. And I feel like God gives you a gift in life. And the, the gift he's given me is uh, boxing. So I just knew in my head, I need to stick at it. I stuck at it and now... Uh, I'm grateful for everything. Like, Alhamdulillah, all, all praise to the Almighty because He's blessed me and uh, more blessings to come. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's an amazing story for sure. Um, maybe I'm just, I'm just wondering, but uh, maybe tell us about like your last knockout victory. I was watching some clips of it. You dropped that guy a couple times. Like, yeah. Like, what was your mentality in that in that fight for sure? You know what's funny? That 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 fight on paper was supposed to be my step up, and the way I got rid of him was like. It was, it was a proper statement. Like I literally yeah. just got in there, did the dance. I didn't. I couldn't even be bothered showboat with this guy, man. I, mm -hmm. Sometimes a showboat, I put on a show, but there were no crowd there, so because <laughs> it's behind closed doors. So I literally just got in there, figured him out. As soon as I figured him out, just stuck it on him, got him out of there. But he's a good. He's a good fighter. He's boxed. He's boxed other lads. Like he's boxed British champions, people who gone to win world titles. He took him twelve rounds. Like. So for me to get in there and just take him out the way I did, nice and easy, mm -hmm. like I was, I was happy with that. For sure, for sure. Um, another question I got for sure is um, maybe like, what's next? Do you have any plans for a future fight? Have you been training lately? What's yeah, yeah, I'm training. I live the life. I literally train every single day. Right now it's Ramadan yeah. at the moment, and I'm still training through. I'm I don't eat all day. I don't drink my water. I pray, and then in the evening and through the night, I'm training. But it's like, 
you have to live the life in this game. You know what I mean? I'll catch up to you. So I'm training every day. The next fight is looking like early July. And uh, I think it should be a step up, hopefully a 10-round day. It might be for a title. Uh, hopefully for a title because uh, I was mandatory I was mandatory for the English title you see the English championship and uh, a few times opponents have pulled out but hopefully we find someone with a pair of balls so <laughs> 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 we'll get someone in there man and we'll show them how it's done yeah for That's sure awesome. yeah. I know I know Shane wanted to jump in with a question here so uh, yeah yeah well, come on man yeah, so uh, you just kind of touched shortly on your training uh, can you take us through like a normal training day for you? Like, what do you do? How do you start it and everything? Do you know when we're fully in camp, I'm living down in Essex with uh, Ben Davison. As you guys know, he trained uh, Tyson. He bought Tyson Fury back. He's trained Billy Joe Saunders. Right now, he has Josh Taylor, the undisputed champion of the world. So uh, we've got a great setup up there. Like, in the mornings, we'll wake up, we go to the gym. We either do a boxing session or a strength and conditioning or conditioning session. So... If we do that in the, we wake up seven o'clock, get some porridge down here, get some fuel in here, a black coffee. You need the coffee, man. Yeah. Get and then get to the gym for eight a.m. Do our first session. It'll probably take sometimes two hours, sometimes an hour. Do a good session. Go back home, rest up, cook your food. Obviously, we all dieting as well, so you got to cook healthy, and then uh, just have a little power nap during the day. Come. Three four o'clock back in the gym for another uh, back in the gym for another two hours, so it's another training session. Then go back. Sometimes we do like I do a lot of my own stretching and the mobility work. But some days, even before before two sessions a day, I used to do three sessions a day. But sometimes you you don't want to overdo it in this game. You know what I mean? Gotta be careful. So I'm always fit though, man. Two sessions a day, I'm flying. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, one more, like uh, another one. Uh, every athlete kind of has like a game day ritual, what they go through every day in the morning when they wake up, everything. So, what would you say your your fighting day? Like, what do you go through during the day? My even leading up to a fight, like I'm always I'm a firm believer of God. I'm a proud Muslim, and uh, one thing with me is the. I think people say, "Oh, it's just me and him in the ring." Like I feel like as long as God's happy with me. He's going to give me the strength to beat anyone. So I pray a lot before my fights. Even after my fights, I pray a lot. I'm thankful for what God's done for me. So, but yeah, it's just a lot of prayer, just focusing and uh, just, just, I'll be buzzing, man. When it comes to a fight, oh, trust me, man. When you walk out to, I normally sell, three, when there's fans there, I normally sell 350, 400 tickets. And you walk out, people just going crazy to you, all your own fans. And uh, it's just a different buzz, man. It's crazy. Can't imagine, yeah. I'm sure it's a great feeling. <laughs> no, trust me, man. You just go, go in there, you just want to rip his head off, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just my last question here. Uh, obviously, you're just getting started. You're 8-0. You're, you're on the come up here. So what's your dream like place to fight? What's your dream venue, dream stadium, dream... Wherever you want to fight, what's your your big goal? You know what? One thing with me is like I've always said like I'm not. If if I thought I could just be a British or an English champion, I won't be in the game. I'm genuinely I could be a world champion. 
So be, becoming a world champion one day, I want to be fighting over in America. I want to be going to different countries. I want to I want to go different places. I want I want to challenge myself. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, but my dream ultimately will be like one day do it in my hometown of Stoke-on-Trent, like win a world title here. Yeah. And one of my other dreams will be to box in the States as well. Always wanted to box over in the States. I'm sure it's a different feeling winning on home turf. Oh, trust me, man. You get these... It's it's just... It's that... It means that's a bit more, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. God willing, it's going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I visualised it, man. I visualised it. Trust me. For Look sure. For the stars. <laughs> 100, man, 100. Yeah. All right. So he kind of, uh, Shane kind of touched upon it a bit, but like, like on like your fight week and stuff, but like you fight at 122 pounds. Um, I'm wondering, like, if you could tell us through, like, and you go through your camp and you're like, you're training at a certain weight to fight at a certain rate. Like, you're fighting, you're usually fighting above 122, right? But you have to weigh yeah. in at 122. So tell me yeah. about like how, how, how you, like, how you weight cut. And like what what like weight you end up actually usually fighting at? To be honest, uh, with me, because like I touched up on it, like I live the life, so I'm always not far from weight. I could make weight this weekend if I really wanted to. It's just a water coat because I'm always I'm always training, I'm always healthy, I'm always ready. Mm -hmm. But uh, when it comes to a fight, if anything, uh, because I'm always training and looking after myself, some people just eat to make weight, you know what I mean? Like they'll cut the portions down. But I'm actually I'm I'm actually eating to to fuel my training, my performance in training. So I'm trying to get better each time. Some people are on a calorie deficit all the time and they just flat in the gym and they're not they they've not got the energy to get better. Mm -hmm. Whereas with me, because I'm always training, I'm always ready and near fight weight, it's not that I'm literally just fueling myself to get better each session. So I make it quite comfortable, but the water cut, water cut, it's it's not hard. It's nice and easy at the moment, but as I fill out a bit more now, I'm on the weights as well. As I fill out a bit more, it'll get harder. But it's one of them. It's part of the package. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, what what weight would you say you fight at? You fight around like 125, 126? one twenty five, one twenty. One 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 twenty two. I fight at uh, probably the day after. I'll probably hit one thirty. Yeah, easy. I'll, I'll probably hit one thirty quite easy, and then uh, when I'm walking around, like I'm probably walking around right now at one three three, one three two. So I walk around a little bit heavier, but it's you can't walk around on fight weight. It's it's not healthy for you, man. Mm -hmm. You probably won't be you probably won't be able to see me falls on fight weight right now. <laughs> <laughs> You just see, you see a little lampos about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, I got another one here. Um, you kind of touched upon like how when you were like when you were younger, your dad was boxing. So like one of my questions was gonna be like, like what inspired you to start boxing? I'm just assuming it was your dad or whatever. But um, yeah, it was it was definitely my dad. But yeah. I always I fell in love with watching Prince Nassim as well when I was a young kid. Yeah. Nassim Hamid and like mm -hmm. my dad loved him as well. So I just always wanted to box because I wanted to be like Nassim. My hands used to be low. Like, bah, bah. It was just everything around my life. Like I even bought like, you know, like cheetah skin gloves. I used to wear the cheetah skin leopard print shorts. I even had the leopard print cheetah skin uh, gloves when I was a kid. And Nassim was one of the biggest like parts of why I followed boxing. But 
it's one of them. I, re- I reckon, I feel like boxing chooses you. Like, not many people can do boxing, like, especially as a, as a career. There's a lot more, there's a lot more downs than up. People don't realise. But the only thing people do see is, like, they just see the ups, like, especially after fights. Everyone sees the Instagram posts with your hand up. Ain't nobody see the struggle game there, man. Mm-hmm. Even winning, one day, these fighters will be winning big titles. Everyone becomes their friend then, but no one sees the hardship getting there. Like, there's so many struggles. I know the sad thing is only a few are willing to help you when you're at the bottom. When you're when you're there, everyone's your friend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you kind of just you kind of just mentioned it that boxing chooses you. You don't really go ahead and choose boxing. Nah. So what, what's your thoughts on you know these YouTubers, these celebrities trying to get into the boxing? <laughs> I, knew I, I, I see. I see like I see like Logan Paul. He calls himself yeah. the Ma- is it him or Jake Paul? They call himself the Maverick. One of them. Yeah, it's Logan. The fake, like, the fake uh, Maverick. I get, I get pissed off. I'm like, yo, I'm the Maverick, and like they just these YouTubers, man. They just they're just full of gas. Literally, <laughs> that is like UK slang for like just full of. Yeah. Crap, basically, man. Full of shit, yeah. Full of shit, basically. Like, they made the money off YouTube. Like, stick to YouTube. You come over to this game and you... Like, they make they make so much more money like than the average fighter. And he's, yeah. I don't think it's fair because fighters are putting their lives at risk every single fight and they won't make a fraction of what you guys make. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm happy he's fighting Mayo because he's going to get his head kicked in. So he's going to learn what it's like. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I like. I'm not I'm not the biggest uh, boxing enthusiast in the world. Like, I, I love the sport, but I'm not, you know, a fan like Matt or like Shane. But I always found the YouTubers, I find it disrespectful to think they can just come in and not oh. understand the actual work that goes into it. And it's not you, that he went to the UFC as well last time, uh, Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. And he was there calling out the UFC stars. And I was thinking in my head, like, man, if one of these guys grab you, they're going to fill you in. Like, I was hoping for to fill him in. Yeah. <laughs> but literally, like, they need to respect fighters. This ain't easy. This ain't a game. Mm-hmm. The people's, people's lives are at stake. People have, people have got brain damage off this sport. People Absolutely. have, have life-changing injuries. Like, you need to respect this sport. Don't treat it as a joke. Fair enough, if they're coming to... And we come to boxing and they show respect and they do it the right way. There's ways to do things. But these guys come in talking shit and I was oh, it's annoying, man. It's annoying. Yeah. So annoying. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if you've looked at any of like Jake Paul or or any of their fights, but do they actually have technique or are they just Bro, anyone could throw a punch and that's right. how I look at it. Like these right. guys anyone could throw a punch. Anyone he's quite a big lad, so if he does land, he'd probably knock you out because he's a mm-hmm. big guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. But when it comes to boxing fundamentals, having a bit of a brain, knowing what to do in situations, he doesn't look like he's got anything. Yeah, that's why. It's, uh, a, it's, a, it's a lot more... Everyone can throw a punch, but not everyone can fight. What, watch when he fights Mayweather. Watch Mayweather stop him. He'll stop him quick as well. Yeah. Yeah, like the thing with the thing with Jake Paul is that his first fight was against another YouTuber who they're just having beef oh. on YouTube. So it was just a who whole, was it, KSI? Yeah. No, no, that, that was Logan Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was Logan. Oh, that was, KSI yeah, yeah. beat Logan Paul. <laughs> like, yeah, funny yeah. enough. Like, but, but Jake Paul fought this guy like Asan Gibb or something. I think he's oh, a guy yeah. or something like that. I don't know exactly who he is. But then he fought. And this guy's like, what, 6'1", 190. And he fights yeah. Nate Robinson because he's a, he's a professional athlete, even though he's 5'7", probably like 160 pounds. And then he fights. Is this the UFC fight he fought? 
Yeah, and then he fights Ben Askren, oh. a guy guy who's not known for boxing at all, who walks in looking like a loaf of bread, like that hasn't got off the couch. He may, he may as well have literally just got the local taxi man and boxed in. <laughs> or, the, or, the, or the local bin man and just said, put your gloves on, mate, we'll have a go. <laughs> yeah, and then he literally. comes out and he's, he starts calling out like guys like Conor McGregor and stuff. And like, oh. and Daniel Cormier, like guys who have... McGregor like would kick his head in. Yeah, they oh. all would. They all win. Oh my gosh. This one, I mean, during it is though, it's like, I'm so glad he's fine. Maybe there's a punch his head in, punch his head in, and it'll, it'll shut him up, it'll humble him. Hopefully, he does. I hope so. I, I hope Mayweather doesn't play around with him for the crowd and whatnot and, you know, yeah. let him hang around for three rounds. I hope he ends it. Oh, quick. get in there and just take him That's out and it. just show him, like, this ain't no joke, man. Just That's <laughs> it. For sure. Hopefully. Absolutely. Yeah. I like how we all got hats on. <laughs> yeah that's uh, i mean if you look at our, our our logo it's basically just a microphone with a cap on it so i guess we've got to hold the hold the stereo nah, so, yeah, bringing it back to the questions i guess um i was gonna ask you who your favorite boxer was growing up with that other question but i guess you kind of already mentioned it so yeah I guess the question i would ask now is who's your favorite like who's your favorite boxer to watch today Oh, I've got a few. One of my stable mates, uh, Josh Taylor, probably. He he's one of my fighting, favorite fights. He's fighting uh, Ramirez. Like, yeah, speed, yeah, they're fighting on my birthday. I was so hyped when I saw that. Like that's oh, an undisputed title, eh? Like, well, that's an undisputed fight, and yeah. uh, and Josh is. A, I like watching him because he's a, he's he's my friend as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I watch him. I get nervous, man. I feel like like I'm fighting myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like watching my my friends, but uh, I love Billy Joe Saunders. Billy Joe Saunders is another one of my good friends. I spoke to him not so long ago, and he's he's boxing this Saturday against Canelo. Yeah, I was so, gonna say he's fighting the pound for pound best fighter yeah, in the world uh, this Saturday. What do you think? But he could pull there? it off, man. Billy's a special. So. Billy is special. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I love uh, I love Terence Crawford. He's, that guy's a dog, man. He's a dog. He can fight. Uh, there's a guy called Jerome Ennis. Okay. Love him. Good fighter. And yeah, Jerome is with me. I respect all fighters. And every fighter does something good. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, if, I, if I watch, I could be watching young kids fighting and I, I'll, I'll look. And if someone's doing something good, I think in my head, like, I'll try that. Like, mm-hmm. you take bits and bobs of everyone. You can learn off anyone and everyone in this game. So, yeah. That's awesome. Now, just going back to that, do you think there is a skill that's the most important for any boxer? Is it, you know, head movement? Is it something? Or is it, do you have to have a combination of everything? Or is there one skill that really stands out above everything? Mm, I feel like uh, everyone can punch, everyone can move, Mm -hmm. defend. I feel like knowing when to do the right thing at the right time is a big thing. Yeah. So your boxing IQ, you need to know this is the time to put pressure on, this is the time to draw him onto a shot, this is the time to box with him, to keep him up, keep him at bay. Like you need to know when to do certain things in a fight. So it's like Andre, you know Andre Ward, the boxer. No. Oh, he's retired now, but he was he's one of the my favorite fighters. But it's not because of how good he is in one certain thing. Mm-hmm. He, he's pretty pretty good at everything he does, but 
nothing stands out. You're like, oh my gosh, look at this guy's defense. Oh my, look at his attack. Look at his power. But he's got he's good at everything. But he knows when to do the right thing at the right time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what I'd say. Boxing IQ, your brain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this is kind of like a, a not really serious question, kind of more of a joke question. But as a, like a professional boxer, you watching like boxing movies, like let's say Rocky or Creed or stuff. How accurate yeah. is that stuff actually? Oh, like the so... training and like you know what? Guys in their corner. I ain't alive. When I was younger, day before my fights, I would put Rocky on like Rocky. I just watch Rocky all day and it like, pop me up. I, I just want to. I know, like, I'd, I'd picture myself putting my, put myself to the pace like Rocky did, but all the training and all that stuff, like, it's, it's not real, man. It's all bullshit. <laughs> Have you seen the Creed movies? Oh, I've seen Creed, man. Good, seen Creed. Good. I prefer, I prefer Rocky. Okay, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. prefer Rocky over Creed. Mm-hmm. I got a big question. So basically. Yeah. I'd say probably the biggest fight in the world right now that could be made is Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua. Yeah. That's been rumored to be being signed. It's going to be it's, signed. I've, I've heard this. Everyone's saying it's done. I reckon it will be done. Yeah. So they're saying it's going to be like a two-fight little package or whatever. Um, what, what do you think is going to happen? Because I have a very strong opinion of this, and I would like to know what you, what you think before. I, I genuinely before. think a lot of people – are doubting Anthony Joshua too much. I still, I think Fury beats him because Fury's the better boxer. Fury's a lot better fighter than him. However, it's a closer fight than what people think. A lot of people ain't giving Joshua the credit he deserves. And he's shown in his last two fights, he can switch it up. He can adapt because he's he's become a lot better fighter since the Ruiz fight. He adapted. He he brought people in. He's willing to learn and get better. Mm-hmm. So that that's one of the main things. And uh, it's heavyweight boxing. One punch will change it, mate. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, first, if you if you fight in the heavyweight division, like you have to have like a strong chin in the first place. Yeah, um, that's that's like that's one of their two biggest like one of their flaws. Both of those fighters that they have kind of a weak chin, right? Um, no, First but you know it is in heavyweight boxing, mate. It's not about chin. Anyone can get right. put down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, what I'm saying is, I don't know. I've just I've watched them both fight. I agree that everyone's just go, like saying like Joshua's got not got no chance. But I think Joshua's a stronger puncher than than Fury is. Okay. I just think Fury's the better boxer, if that makes sense. Yeah. And to be honest, still to this day, one of the craziest thing i've ever seen in a boxing fight was was tyson fury getting up from Deontay yeah. wilder's 12th round punch like that was wow. the craziest thing i i saw him go down and i thought he was unconscious like he that was, was I, I i can't believe that was his, that's his life that that knockdown represented his life yeah the way he just got knocked down and he come mm-hmm. back up like mm-hmm. that was meant to be that was something from god i feel like because i don't know if you got like you guys shane and dawson know but like Tyson Fury was like boxing and stuff, and then he went into like a deep depression with like yeah. alcohol and drugs. He ended up being like yeah. over four hundred pounds and stuff. There's like a video on YouTube and stuff. It's really inspirational, actually. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like, I'm telling. I've met, I've met Tyson a, a good few times, and uh, Ben obviously used to train Tyson, who, who my coach is Ben Davison. So, uh, I do keep I do like Tyson a lot. I do. I, I've always gone with him, and I've met him. I uh, and. Uh, 
it's it's remarkable his comeback how he got back like some like Ben told me what he weighed when he came back and what he what he dropped and I was like wow like that man everyone wrote him off and look at him now you know what I mean so mm-hmm. okay well I think uh, I think that's good uh, I think we're good for the serious part here okay so what we're gonna be doing with all of the athletes that come on our podcast we're gonna be asking one uh, one little funny question. Just to okay. get the juices flowing here. Um, so I don't know if you've ever heard of this question. It's like the classic island question, okay? Right? So you're on a plane. The plane crashes on an island. You're the only survivor. And someone comes down and gives you three wishes. You can only bring three things to this island to survive. What are you taking to the island? My family. Okay. Oof. Uh, you know what? If I'm thinking of it from a smart perspective, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd probably I'd probably take some chickens, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'd be getting my protein in the morning. Yeah, I've been yeah. thinking about it. There might be a chicken. You'd be, be getting your eggs. <laughs> you'd be, be getting your eggs in the morning. Sure. You'd be getting the, obviously the chickens breed and they hatch once once every month. You'd be getting some chicken legs or something. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and the Gucci hat? Nah, I don't the Gucci hat. Man. <laughs> Leave that home. This needs to stay safe. <laughs> uh, oh, what else would I take, man? Let me think. My family, some chickens. Oh, my dog. How oh, am I gonna forget my dog? Sure. I love my dog, bro. Nah, <laughs> yeah, my dog. Hundred percent, my dog. There we go. All right, all right. Well, that yeah, does it. I can't believe he come third though. <laughs> pick the chickens over your dog yeah, oh, no no I would have picked the dog over the chickens <laughs> yeah. but, but you know what though he'd end up eating the chickens he's, he's a bit <laughs> he's a bit he's a bit protective <laughs> All right. All right, uh, well that does it for another episode of more controversy presented by the nothing but controversy podcast once again we'd like to thank the one true Real Maverick. The real Maverick. Not the real this, Maverick. That's the one. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Not this Logan Paul jokester. But thank you, Shabazz, nah, for joining. Anytime, my brother. We really had a good time. We thank wish you. you luck in your next fight. Definitely thank send you, me a boys. text when you book that next fight. I'm gonna be watching. Joe, anytime you guys need a, you guys need me or anything, man. Just drop me a DM on Twitter or Instagram or something. Let me know you from the podcast and come on. We'll sort you out, man. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Take care of yourself. Top guys, man. See you later, boys. Bye-bye. Good luck. God bless, man. Thank you.